Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Most writers and radio show hosts know that to connect with your fans, you need to do more than just write books or record the latest podcasts. There are many different elements that go into forming an online platform, but there are also many hidden traps. To make matters worse, solid advice on how to survive the muddy waters is scarce. In the book Hidden Traps, I talk about some of the important issues of working with an online platform, highlighting traps that could put your physical or internet security at risk, or be harmful to your reputation. Are your social media posts just links with a few disjointed words making you look like someone who can't complete a sentence? Did your new website cost you more than you anticipated? Are you leaking your personal contact details across the web without even knowing it? Then you need Hidden Traps. Hidden Traps is now available in paperback and ebook from a variety of retailers, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. Visit blackwolfpublications.com for more details. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just text FINANCE, F-I-N-A-N-C-E, to 357 right now to get started. That's FINANCE, F-I-N-A-N-C-E, to 357 Auto financing the easy way. Text FINANCE to 357 KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Everyone loves liberty. Our rights come from God, not the government. So why are you letting other people tell you what's best for your health care? Exercise your freedom with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is a community of people who voluntarily share one another's medical costs. Liberty HealthShare is founded on the idea that most people truly want to help one another. Healthcare sharing allows members to do just that as a true community that supports one another in times of need. Liberty believes people should make decisions for themselves and their families. Members are able to take back the freedom to make their own decisions about their health care. Freedom from guilt or doubt about how your money is used. You have the freedom to direct your health care, not to be dictated to by bureaucrats. Stop letting others tell you what to do and join a community of like-minded people. Exercise your freedom. Join Liberty HealthShare and take back the control of your health care while helping those around you. Call Liberty at 855-58-LIBERTY. Again, that's 855-58-L-I-B-E-R-T-Y for more information. Or you can check them out at libertyhealthshare.org. Again, that's libertyhealthshare.org. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree, too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. 
at St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Sometimes riders feel lost, unsure why a passage may not be working. It takes another set of eyes to help us nurture our riding into full maturity. At Black Wolf Editorial Services, we strive to enable riders to develop and grow, offering manuscript critiques and line edits through a mentoring editorial style. We also offer assistance on generating a rider's bio for your websites. Black Wolf Editorial Services, nurturing your riding into maturity. For a full list of services, visit blackwolfeditorial.com. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network, internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark. Tell you something. I am so sick of Washington and all its works and all them politicians down there and them congressmen and the congressmen. I'll bet you won't find none of them congressmen signing down their electric blankets tonight. Which if they did, their secretaries would get up and go home. We gotta do something. Absolutely. You know what we gotta do? Foga party. Foga! 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 I want you to kill every golfer on the course. Check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if I kill all the golfers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. Well, all right, all right, all right. It's Friday night, which means it's time for Robinson and Wright. We are live right here on KLRNRadio.com, where liberty and reason still reign. I am one half of the crew, Mr. McRobinson. He's the other half, Mr. Dan Wright. And, oh, my God, do we have things to talk about tonight. Ugh. How you doing, Dan? I'm ready for a vacation. <laughs> oh, boy. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to be coughing again. Yeah, well, Been fighting the crud again all week. I've been fighting um, the crud for four months. I'm starting to. I, I, I have I, been on and off too. It's crazy. I need like a frequent. Um, I need like some sort of a frequent flyer program for the crud or something. Where you know, after your twelfth doctor's visit, the thirteenth is free or something. <laughs> well, we're lucky. If I was in the shape I was in yesterday, we wouldn't be here tonight. I was. Yeah, I was at the height of it yesterday. I was in bad shape. That's not good, my but, friend. Not good. But I'm all. here. I woke up this morning and started feeling a little better. And then you turned on the news and it all went to hell from there. My (laughs) Lord. So before we get into the serious stuff, I have to say I'm pretty sure I just read an article that leads me to believe there's been another seal of the apocalypse broken. Oh, boy. Baby Shark is on its way to Netflix. Oh, yes. Pretty sure. I'm really, really glad that my grandchildren don't come over that often, or I might be forced to cancel my Netflix <laughs> subscription. <laughs> the last time my grandson was over, there, he was running around my house with just running around with an airplane, singing the Baby Shark song at the top of his lungs, and I wanted to gouge my ears out with a pencil. I'm sorry. I am lucky to be at a stage where I really don't have to deal with baby shark. So that's all right. I will be sharing my pain before the end of the show, sir. (laughs) Just to share it with everyone else. We may actually use that as the outro tonight, just so everybody understands why I feel like we've kind of hit the point where we've seen another single, the apocalypse broken. (sighs) I mean, I did go, I did go through two straight kids and Barney. So, you know, I'm, I, I, I've been there. <laughs> oh no! See, yeah, see, B- B- Barney is nothing, nothing compared to Baby Shark because at least Barney's songs had words. Okay. So, so hang on, hang on. We'll just go ahead and do this now. What the hell? Give me just a second. 
I want you to hear this, and then I want you to see exactly how far children's television has fallen in America. You ready for this? Yep. We're probably going to get an ad first, so bear with me because I didn't queue it up ahead of time. This is Whitney. Whitney is a wizard when it comes to project workflow. But things go. But luckily, the skip the ad button just came on, so yay. Listener just turned us off. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the worst. Th- it's the worst thing ever, and this show's coming to Netflix. I'm, I'm honestly more upset about this than the Obama deal that they signed. I'm just being honest. <laughs> that is awful. It's, it's, it's terrible. It makes me it it makes me long for the days of I love you. Yeah, there was there was there was Barney and, and Dora. Oh God! Oh, I'll take Dora any day though. Backpack, backpack. Please don't please don't get me started on Dora. I have I have the cutest story of my son who's eighteen now. He used to he used to love Dora the Explorer so much when he was little that he would insist because back then I worked nights, so after I got his brothers and sisters off to school, I would come home, I would make him breakfast, and we would usually turn on Nickelodeon and I would sit there for a while with him while he was watching TV. And he would insist that every morning we, we start by watching I believe Dora the Explorer was the one that came on first. He loved the show so much that he would he would watch like that whole two hours of programming and many would change to the West Coast channel so he could watch it all over again. But the funniest thing, he was probably three years old, and it was when he really started figuring out the swiper, no swipey thing. And he would just, anytime Swiper would start trying to get something from Dora, he would jump up, throw his hands back as hard as he could, puff out his chest and yell, Swiper, no swiping. Yep, been there. And even that's cute compared to this. Yes. Anyway, oh, I, I just had to share. Oh, my that pain. is that is just awful. I had to share my pain, especially when you said you hadn't had the displeasure yet. So, you're welcome. It's you know you know that that song is almost as bad, and everybody can. You know what I say? I'm going to say this, and then to that to this, I say, change my mind. That song is almost as bad as Greta Van Fleet. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who you were expecting to change your mind on that one. Cause, yeah, anyway. Um, well, the band is up for four Grammys. Yeah, well. I think they give those things away in Cracker Jack boxes now. I'm just saying. One thing, one thing my brother and I agreed on this week. 
Greta Van Fleet sucks. Wait, you and your brother agreed on something? That might be another sign of the apocalypse. I'm not sure. Uh, we usually agree on music. I'm just giving you grief. Your brother likes to jump <laughs> into my time, timeline all the time and try to be cute. Yeah, but he's a good guy and you know it. Yeah, well. This much is true. So, I guess... He, t- he, takes, he takes your snark well. Yeah, I think he figured out he... I mean, if you're going to come into my timeline, you're going to have to take my snark. Saying, <laughs> No, you don't really have an option. If you're the one coming into my timeline willingly, you're going to take my shit. <laughs> He's a good dude, just a little misguided. I like that. I just finally got a chance to get in the chat and... and Ron is giving Al parody advice for Piggy Shark. <laughs> oh boy. No, no, because we don't need that played. We just don't need that played anymore. I don't know. If it involves Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, I might take the hit. <laughs> <laughs> if we have- Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. have to play a parody of that, then... I say we make Greta Van Fleet our opening band. Now that may just be a bridge too far, sir. <laughs> oh God, it's awful. <laughs> it's a band trying way too hard. So only because I really don't want to talk about the stuff that's pissing me off tonight, we're going to kind of do the show in reverse. I usually try to save the lighthearted stuff towards the end, but I'm just already in a really bad mood, and today did not help. So uh, there's another story. I have to give credit to the guys over at KOKC 1520 because they're the ones that brought this to my attention on the, the ride home today. There, There has been, I believe this has already been resolved, but there was a male-to-female transgender patient who was going to spas in Canada and trying to get a Brazilian wax and filed a lawsuit when the women who were performing the wax procedures were refusing to perform the procedure on this trans patient because he, she had not had the reassignment surgery yet, so they still had the the male equipment, and they were like, we don't do those here. You need to find a spa that does... I guess what they call a manzillion? I've never heard of such a thing, but this person was apparently filing lawsuit against 16 different spas for violating their civil rights for refusing to give them a Brazilian wax. I'm pretty sure they were protecting their civil rights and also protecting themselves from violating the Geneva Convention when they said no. Yeah, but you know what? The shim will win. Probably, but I'm pretty sure that that stuff is outlawed by the Geneva Convention. I mean, you do know what we're talking about, right? Yes. Uh, you know, for anybody who's wondering, just rem- remember the scene from the 40-year-old virgin where he's yelling out Kelly Clarkson. And imagine that being somewhere else. You're welcome. Ugh. <laughs> I, I just... This every this this whole the whole trans thing, it's fine if that's what you want to do with your life. But you you can't you can't make everybody else see things your way. Just go about things 
nice and quiet and just be who you want to be and stop doing things to bring attention to yourself so that you can be a victim. I think that's the thing that's driving me the most crazy is we have this complete victimhood mentality now where everybody's a victim. I mean, this dude that was standing, uh, you know, during this whole protest, this Native American dude that was banging on a drum, and now suddenly he's painting himself out to be the victim because he was terrified and he couldn't find a way to get away from this kid who was smirking at him and wearing a MAGA hat. Give me a break. This whole victimhood mentality is really getting on my nerves because everybody has it anymore. Everybody's a victim of something or someone, and it just needs to stop. Right. I, You know, it just, it, this whole thing kills me. I mean, if the kid in the MAGA hat was my son, I'd be proud of him. Do you know why I'd be proud of him? Because some dude came up to him and beating a drum in his face and chanting at him, and he didn't punch him. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, <laughs> All the kid did was stand there and smile at him. And now apparently, apparently, a smirk is like, you know, racist and threatening. I, you know, the progressives will make anything out of anything to make what they think is bad look bad. That's it. Everything is bad. The Babylon Bee put out this this thing today, and it was a chart. <clears throat> it was a chart of <clears throat> smiles, and it had pictures of people smiling in certain ways, different people, babies and stuff. And then it had the same picture with a MAGA hat photoshopped on them. And it was two totally different meanings for the smile. Like on one side it said, you know, happy-go-lucky. And on the other side it said, racist Nazi. I think and that's what it is. If you have, a, if you have a, a Make America Great Again hat on, you are a Nazi, you're a racist, you're literally Hitler. I mean... It's it's Sorry, ridiculous. Ron. I mean, in it, you know, I, I it, uh, you know what? somebody and a, a name you know. I know you know at least from Twitter and probably from reading some of his 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 pieces. And I know him. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Jim Treacher. Oh yeah. Wrote an article this week, and he's he is no Trump fan. He's not anti-Trump, but he's no Trump fan. But he wrote a whole article on why he feels like he needs to go on to Amazon now and buy a MAGA hat. You know, I've ha I've half been tempted if I could find somebody that could that would do it without trying to charge me an arm and a leg. You know, the new uh, station logo that we have that has the mic in the middle. I want somebody. To yeah. I want somebody to Photoshop a MAGA hat over the top of the mic, just kind of hanging. <laughs> I would be down with that right now. <clears throat> I'm going to find a way to get yeah. that done. <laughs> but but it's you and I have talked about it. That the the whole never Trump resistance movement has done nothing but push people like you and me and Jim, people that were never Trump cheerleaders, were more and more becoming Trump cheerleaders not because we necessarily like Trump anymore, but we we don't like what they're doing. It it that that's the real division there. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that there aren't hardcore Trump supporters that cause division, but most of the division is caused by this resistance. I mean, they don't want if. If you say one good thing about Trump, you're a Trump cultist. Why? Because I said he did something good? Yes, you totally support him. You totally support him. You're a Trump cultist. 
that's what I hear in my head when they write stuff to me on Twitter. Twitter, you know, that that's my, what they sound like. You that's know what they, you're a Trump cultist. You know, I had somebody say that to me the other day. You know, what my reply is now: pass the Kool Aid, bitch. <laughs> I, I'm just done. Argue, I, I'm done arguing with him about it because if me trying to to call balls and strikes on this president makes me a Trump cultist, then pass the Kool Aid. It really is that simple because I'm just as – I'm as upset now even after hearing what he said today about why he did what he did and decided to, you know, to not – not because – and this is what – this is the thing that pisses me off. If you go look at his timeline, just about this same time last night, he put out a really long tweet about how they, how they were not going to cave. Twelve hours later – he caved. And I know everybody's telling me it's not a cave because he got the government reopened. He could have done that 35 days ago and still been talking about the wall. They could have done that back in December when we still had control of everything and passed the clean CR that would have put us right where we are right now facing a government shutting down at exactly the same time. And for everybody that says he's going to play hardball now, here's something you may not know. We have a debt ceiling vote coming up on March 15th. If we're shut down during that debt ceiling vote, we default. We default, the world's economy goes into chaos. So no, there will be no long-term shutdown. It's either he's going to do what he's been threatening to do, and he's going to find a way to get it done using military appropriations by declaring it an emergency, which is going to open a Pandora's box like we have never seen for the next guy that gets into that office, or we're never going to get a wall. It's going to be one of those two things because he only has a finite window. So he, it, it's either all or nothing at this point because he can't shut the government down again or every bit of momentum we've built into this economy comes crashing down around our ears because it's time to raise the debt ceiling again. <coughs> well, yeah, and I mean this this whole this whole Democrats blocking the border I'm, I'm just gonna say blocking border security because it's basically what they're doing i mean it, it's all it's all about just not giving trump what he wants i can't remember who it was there was a senator who went on twitter and had a thread a thread i don't know, 40 30 something tweets long maybe it wasn't that long but it it sure seemed like it and every single tweet in this thread was another Democrat in the House or Senate, a quote from them, most of it, all of it within the last year, most of it within the last couple weeks, agreeing that at least a portion of the border needs a barrier. Every last one of them. But... None of them will vote for it because if they vote for it, they're giving Trump something he wants. It is all about politics with them. It's not about what people want. It's not about what we need. It's all about flipping Trump off. That's all it is. And that's and that's exactly my point. And that's the point that I've been trying to make all day. Is we're looking at this from a from a semi rational perspective because I still stand by the fact that if this was his end result was to see exactly how far he could push it, just to cave in eventually anyway and kick it, <coughs> kick it three more weeks down the road, then he never should have started climbing this hill unless he was willing to die on it. Because all he's done now is embolden the left. But even if we take that part of it away then we're still looking at the fact that now we're dealing with a much more finite situation where he has now proven to the left he can and does blink. So for everybody that's been telling me, well, yeah, you know about the debt ceiling, but that just means that Trump has even more leverage now. No, it doesn't, because now the left knows he blinks. All they've got to do is keep him backed against that corner until the day that that debt ceiling is going to crash around his ears, and he'll have to cave, because if he doesn't, then he's going to be the one getting the blame, not them. Th that's the problem. Yeah. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a way to fix these optics anymore. This shouldn't have been the first fight that he picked the day that Nancy Pelosi got sworn in. He should have pinned her in a box with her own words. I've heard you say now, Madam Speaker, for two years that my tax cut wasn't good enough for the middle class. So let's me and you hash something out and find a permanent tax cut for the middle class so that they can be happy, you can be happy, and I can be happy. And push that right back into her and make her 
say no. Because right now she's winning the argument everywhere. Because she's got the media in her corner. If he would have hit her on something using her own words against her and kept pushing and pushing and pushing until she had to say no because she didn't want to give him a win, then he would have gotten everything he wanted from the shutdown without going through this mess for the last 34 days. Well, that's it. You, you, brought, you made an excellent point. The media in her corner. Okay, so, so over this past, what, two weeks, three weeks? Two weeks, I guess it's been, maybe a little bit longer. The, the Republicans have put forth a proposal to pay government employees during the shutdown. And the Republicans voted for it almost unanimously. And the first time, I think, six Democrats voted for it. And the second time, I think, ten Democrats voted for it. Yeah. The Democrats shot down shot down government employees getting paid during the shutdown. Who did you hear it from? I heard it from, I think the first place I heard it might have been Red State. I never once heard or saw a report from CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, um, Huffington Post, Bloomberg, none of them reported on it. Nobody knew it. Nobody knew. If they had known, it would have almost been to Trump's advantage to end the shutdown today. He, 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 I mean, and he should have used that. He should have said, look, my colleagues in Congress tried to get the federal employees paid during the shutdown, and I know this is a real hardship on them. We need to end this shutdown. Why didn't he use that? Because he's getting bad what? because he's getting bad advice. I don't know who has his ear right now, but he's getting very, very bad advice. I mean, at least if he used that, at least more people would know because, you know, I, I, there, I know there's, there's, there's people out there that know. There's, there's progressives out there that know that happened, but they just pretend it didn't. But most people, I mean, you and I pay attention. Most of our friends pay attention. But most people are just going about their day. They have no idea that there was two votes, that there were two votes to pay the federal employees during the shutdown. And they have no idea that the Democrats are the ones that shot that, both of those votes down. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They have no idea. As far as they're concerned, this whole tr thing is Trump's shutdown. And that's not the way it really works either. It's just a shutdown. It's both sides. It's both petulant sides. I mean, and then that's what they are to me. I mean, it's, it's, we, Washington is, is a bunch of middle schoolers. The end. Trump included. It's a bunch of middle schoolers. And it's been that way for years. 
Yeah, I just. But, it, it, but it, what it boils it, down to is yes, you're right. He's getting bad advice. He's getting bad advice because he could have used that today. He should have led off with that. We tried. We tried to get the federal employees paid. And that that should have been that should have been exactly how this started. In, in since this shutdown, I have tried multiple times to negotiate with Democrats in good faith. They refuse to come back to the table to talk about something that basically equates to 0.08% of our national budget. To put that in terms that you, the everyday American people, would understand, this is like a family of four who makes $60,000 a year arguing about how they're going to spend $100 that they have to go have fun with. That's what we're talking about right now, is a very minuscule amount of our budget. When my, when we, the Republicans, realized that they weren't willing to negotiate, we started putting forth bills to get these people paid so we could continue to try to negotiate in good faith, and the Democrats shot them down each and every time. Therefore, as of now, I have agreed to open the government because we cannot get them to come to the table, and I'm going to give them three weeks to work out something or else I'm going to do something that I have been threatening to do, and that is to make this a national emergency because border security is a national emergency. The human trafficking crisis we have going on on our southern borders is a national emergency. The drug trafficking we have going on on our southern borders is a national emergency. The number of people that we have sneaking into this country through that gaping hole in our border that wants to do us harm is a national emergency emergency so therefore i'm giving the democrats three weeks to come back to the table or i will do what i have to do he would have won the argument hands down if he had just said that but he didn't so you and i should really be advising the president but he doesn't know who we are and doesn't give a shit so it doesn't matter i just i don't i mean (coughs) this is where Tin hat theories come from. It really is. I mean, the people that are around him have to be smarter than this. It's almost like. No. No. It's I, it's I almost like, you know, they're they're all working together. I don't know. I, I no. Actually, I I'm gonna rewind all the way back to twenty. What was it? Late 2015, early 2016, when we found out he was gonna be the guy that, that was entering the race. And there was somebody that knew him very, very well that was talking about how Donald Trump always has this propensity to make sure that he's the smartest person in a room. The reason he's getting bad advice is because he's still doing that. The people that are advising him are not the biggest, best, brightest people in those fields. They're the people that he feels superior to because it makes him feel better. This is why he keeps getting patently bad advice. This is why he's now had... What, five, six, seven people indicted for supposedly lying to Congress? Yes, it's really simple to get a ham sandwich indicted, but when that many people start getting indictments, that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. I I mean, Roger Stone. Oh, dude, don't even get, don't even... Don't even get me started on Roger Stone because I swear to God, Mueller is trying to prove Russian collusion by six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh, I know. I know that. But just Roger Stone. The fact that Roger Stone was ever involved with a presidency is ridiculous. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's it's just a mess. And it didn't have to be. Because he, if he would just take the platform to the people which he's the only president that's been able to do that in a long time he could have won the argument from the beginning because here's the thing that i mean i i did this today with my new top of the morning segment i started on fridays i'm gonna start doing this thing called just the facts fridays and basically it's me putting out numbers that nobody else is talking about we have the low i mean stuff we've talked about over and over again on here it's just another way for me to do it We have a booming economy. We have jobs coming back to this country that we thought were never coming back to this country. Everybody thought these tariffs with China were going to kill us. China's losing the trade war right now, which is why they're coming back to the table, because they're getting their asses handed to them, because we finally have somebody who's standing up to them about taking our trade secrets and selling them back to us at below market value, while they're inflating their own currency to make themselves look bigger than they are. That's why they're coming back to the table. 
Donald Trump had everything that he needed to win this argument, but he, I, I, it's like it's like watching the the Romney and Obama debates all over again. Donald Trump had everything he needed to win this fight, and he didn't use a third of it. Yeah, sounds about right. And the th- the thing that I keep coming back to because everybody's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. He's just going to declare it a national emergency, and he's going to and he's going to basically build the wall using DOD funds." Well, that's great. Th- you know what? My heart says, "Woohoo! Do it. Stick it to them because they're not willing to work with us." But you know what? My head says, "What happens when the Democrats realize that we've done that, and thirty, forty years from now, after they've..." you know, figured out how to play that same game. Suddenly they're shutting down oil companies because global warming is now a national security concern. Or they're, right. they're mandating health care because there's some sort of a crisis that they can now use as an excuse to mandate health care as a national security concern. We are, if this happens, we are opening Pandora's box. I'm not saying anything differently than I've said in the 10 years that I've been sitting behind a microphone. Just because you're okay with the guy who agrees with you on your side making and or making his own rules or bending the rules however he sees fit, are you going to be comfortable when the other side gets a turn to play in that same gray area because they're going to get a turn to play in that same gray area? And I don't want them to be able to do that. Right. What happens, what happens when, when private gun ownership becomes a national security issue? Okay, I, yeah, I gotta give Ron this one. Anthony Scaramucci was a contestant on Celebrity Big Brother. How effing bright and or mature are the people around Trump? Mic drop. Hey, hey, I'll be honest with you. Um, well before the election in 2016, it may have been late 2015. I, I owned Roger Stone in an argument and he blocked me on Twitter. So there you go. Me. I did. <laughs> I'm proud of you for that. I forgot about that. I remember you saying it now <laughs> that you said it again, but, you know, it's not my fault. You've only had five million accounts since then. I know. But <laughs> I, 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 I did. Me. Dan the door guy from North Carolina. Owned a guy that was involved in a presidential election on Twitter and he blocked me because he got all freaking got his feels hurt over it. And now he's under arrest. <laughs> but it, it does. It just, he, he does not surround himself with the best people. The best presidents look for people who are smarter than them to be around him. Well, I mean, to be fair, we've had two Bushes, a Clinton, and, o- and an Obama. That's not a very deep well. <laughs> well, Just yeah, saying. but I- I'll be honest with you. I mean, Ronald Reagan did a pretty good job of surrounding himself with some pretty smart people. Yeah, but Ronald Reagan was a, a hell of a lot smarter than anybody gave him credit for. Well, he he was, but he surrounded himself with very smart people. And I'll tell you somebody else that surrounded themselves with really smart people. And Richard Nixon. If you look at people that worked for Richard Nixon, he had some really smart people. He had some really smart people that had some mishaps, too, obviously. But he surrounded himself with some really smart people. Richard Nixon, if he hadn't been nailed with Watergate, would have been a pretty darn good president if he had gone all the way through his presidency. And it wouldn't have been because of Richard Nixon. It would have been because of the people that he surrounded himself with. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's just it's interesting to think about, though, because. You know, we have Donald Trump now, whose half of his campaign was, I'm going to surround myself with the best and brightest people to make sure that everything runs the way it's supposed to. And if he'd actually done that, we probably wouldn't be in half of the messes that we're in right now. No, he has some pretty incredible cabinet turnover. Well, I mean, I think a lot of that, though, 
I mean, I, I have to admit, when you're working for somebody who gets anywhere from 93 to 97% negative press coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that's going to that's gonna take a toll on you, no matter how good of yeah. his team's doing. Yeah, and that's, that isn't his fault. It's not. I, I mean, the, the media is ridiculous. I mean, it's. They, just, I, I mean, I said it the other day. I mean, he could, he could cure cancer, bring total world peace, and single-handedly rescue a litter of puppies from a fire, and get negative press from it. He couldn't do that single-handedly. His hands are too small. <laughs> but a puppy. They were real small puppies. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, th- the thing that drives me nuts about this whole Roger Stone thing is, first of all, did you see the coverage of this? They were coming at this dude like he was freaking Al Capone. They had guns drawn and flag, flag jackets. And I'm like, what the? You're picking him up on freaking perjury charges. What the hell? <laughs> He's a guy that used to be a glorified blogger. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't even, I, I, the, the thing is, I've even noticed like NBC's coverage of the Mueller stuff is starting to get a little, we're not so sure. Like they put out a headline today that says, is this all Mueller has or is, or is there method to his madness? Because this makes no sense to me. Because now what they're trying to say, because one of Mueller's biggest claims is that there was somebody that had direct communication with the Trump campaign that had access to the WikiLeaks information. But that doesn't prove any type of collusion with Russia or anything else. And at, no. this, at this point, we don't necessarily even know, is Roger, is he a douche? Yes, I will freely admit he's a douche. Most of the people that Donald Trump hangs around aren't very nice people. But at the same time, we have no proof yet that he's lied to anyone and they came into his home guns drawn like he was a murderer. Yeah, I, I don't think Roger Stone is a dangerous guy. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't understand <clears throat> what we're doing with this because, yes, we're finding all kinds of people that have done some really stupid things. But most of these stupid things have been years and years and years ago and don't really have anything to do with Donald Trump. And even, I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Let's let's say for the sake of argument, Roger Stone was feeding information to the Trump campaign that was coming in from WikiLeaks. What law did he break? None. The only thing, the, the only thing they have him on right now is supposedly he lied to Congress. Lying to Congress. Okay, so, so Eric Holder, where where are, where are the indictments for? Yeah, you Holder, Comey, all of them. Where where are the indictments? I mean, that, I mean, that's I don't I don't remember who it was, but last week on the Loftus party, they brought up somebody, and I don't remember who it was, and it was somebody in the Obama campaign that had done the exact same thing that I think it was it was one of the Trump people that's already gone to jail. Because they failed to register as a um, as a foreign agent, so there was somebody in the Obama campaign that did the exact same thing, and they came to him and said, "Hey, dude, you forgot to sign this piece of paper. Sign this," and he signed it. That was it. Yeah, Trump, dude, same thing. You're going to jail for the rest of your life, mother. <laughs> because yeah, you had, because you didn't sign a piece of paper. Yeah. It's 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 totally different set of standards. It's like Twitter all over again. <laughs> yeah, is the FBI run by Twitter or vice versa? <laughs> because they definitely seem to have two separate rule books depending on which side of the equation you're on. Well, I mean, here we go again. I mean, with Twitter. Okay? Um one of my favorite accounts, and I'm sure an account you're familiar with, Metric Buttload. <laughs> um, he's he's permanently suspended for saying pansy. I remember this. This was the dumbest thing ever. Permanently suspended. Perma banned from Twitter for saying pansy. They do realize that's a type of flower. <laughs> 
I mean, come on. In the same week, you have a Disney director, the guy who directed The Little Mermaid, saying that he wants the MAGA kid, the MAGA hat kid, put into a wood chipper head first. That's okay. Pansy, you're suspended. Don't come back. We don't need your kind around here. Yeah, that like I said, they're they're a little heavy-handed with one side or the other. But honestly, I don't know how much of that is Twitter itself and how much of that are these glorified band mobs that just target people and just hit them over and over again till the till the program caves. Yeah, but come on, pansy. I don't even care. You you, you get a their 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 system doesn't work. I mean, if you get all of a sudden you get 150 reports because somebody said pansy, it doesn't mean you suspend them for saying pansy. You really should turn around and suspend the people reporting him for being pansies. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. No need to apologize. No, okay, okay. Well, we should do a test. Why don't we start a nice little progressive troll account, just a sock account, make it a nice progressive account and let it get a little bit of a following and start using the same language and see what happens. That's a really great idea, but I'm going to have to put a VPN on my computer before I do that. Because <laughs> I don't want yeah. the rest of my accounts to get nuked. <laughs> I just, it, 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 pansy. I mean, come on. This is an account that, that is maybe one of the funniest, most lighthearted conservative accounts you'll ever see. And he gets permanently suspended for saying pansy. Yeah. Well. I mean, you know, either their system doesn't work or they're just straight up biased. Um, I'm going to say B for 500, Alex. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So we blew the break again, my friend. What do you want to talk about for the last nine minutes? <laughs> um, gee, where did I want to go? Um, well, we could talk a little bit about Venezuela. Because yeah, we could definitely talk about that. Venezuela, the situation in Venezuela right now is if you if you look at things legally the way the laws are there, Venezuela should have a new president. And it seems to be looked at in two different ways. If you look at pictures from Venezuela with people in the streets, celebrating because Maduro should be gone and should be ousted, which is what's happening. And then you listen to leftists around the world, including leftists in this country like AOC and Bernie. Um, they're saying it's a coup. It's not a coup. They want the world to think it's a coup. They do not want Maduro out of power. They do not want the socialist out of power. It's scary what I'm seeing. It is absolutely scary. And it's not just leftists in this country. It's leftists around the world are literally rallying behind Maduro. And it's scary. This guy is, he's, he's evil. Look at that country. And people like Bernie Sanders are rallying behind him and saying, this is an illegal coup. It's an illegal government overthrow. Let the people of that country decide how they want their country to be. I mean, they're slamming Trump. 
because of 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 of, of the, the the stance he's taking on it. That's what they want for this country. That is what they want here. They want full power. It's a power thing. And AOC already has that feeling of wanting full power. She's only been she's only been in Congress for a few weeks. Dude, she terrifies me because she's dumb as a box of rocks and imminently popular, and it's really scary. Yeah, she's she's <clears throat> she's really not as dumb as she puts herself across as being, because she may not she may say some stupid stuff and she may sound like she doesn't know what she's talking about, but she knows exactly what she wants. She knows exactly what she wants. These people want power. They won't, they, they, in their minds, they may not even think about it as power, but they want power. Bernie Sanders wants power. He wants power over everybody. That's what socialism is. All of the power to the politicians. They don't want they don't want to see what's happened in in other countries down there. They don't want to see this turnaround. Brazil's had a turnaround. They don't want to see Venezuela have a turnaround. Because the more they see socialist countries having a turnaround, the 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 more their their direction, the more the direction they want to go gets destroyed. And it's scary. It's scary to see people here that want to be president of this country going against what's happening in Venezuela right now and going against what's happened in Brazil. It's scared. That scares me. And it should scare everybody in this country, but it doesn't. Because they see, oh my God, she's so cool. She is so cool. That's that's the way they look at it. Everything she says must be perfect because she's so cool. There's too much cult of personality in this country. Well, yeah, but we can thank Obama for most of that because now that's the only thing that gets anybody noticed. That's right. I mean, there was really, you look, you know, there was no cult of personality with either of the Bushes, that's for sure. Maybe a little bit with Ronald Reagan, but it was deserved. Because Ronald Reagan was just straight up. He was a good guy and a smart guy, and he was a good president. I, I don't agree with everything he did, but he was overall, he was a good president. And there was a little bit of cult of personality with Bill Clinton. Now, I don't like Bill Clinton at all. But I didn't hate everything Bill Clinton did either. We're, we're moving in the direction of extremes. And, and, and Trump is a cult of personality too. We got to stop. We got to start looking at people not because of who they are or whatever. We got to start looking at what they believe in. And, and AOC is a cult of personality and it's scary. Because she's cool. Because she's cool and outspoken. Most of the people that are fawning all over her don't even understand what she wants. And that's scary. It definitely is. It's, it's terrifying. So, yeah, boy, ending on that kind of note on tonight. <laughs> well, she does. She, she, I don't, I, I have, I have a little respect for her. I mean, she's young and boy, she said she was going to do it and she did it. And she says some stupid stuff, but I don't think she's stupid. She got, she gets, she definitely seems to get exactly what she wants because she has that, 
She has that personality. She has that pull with people. And it's scary because people don't understand. People just don't understand anymore. Younger people, they don't understand what socialism is. They, they romanticize it for some reason. Well, I don't, I don't it get gets, it. It gets romanticized in the schools they attend. Yeah. Yeah, well. And who runs our educational system? Yeah, well, that's another thing I blame Reagan for. He said he was going to get rid of the the national education lobby, and he didn't. Yeah. Well, and everybody's not perfect. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, you know, because like I said, Reagan's always been a, her- a hero of mine, but there's some things that I've found out about his presidency as I've gotten older that kind of really kind of re- freaked me out. Like, um, the if you uh, ever really want to hear or see a true story that's kind of based on what really happened with the drug trade in the 80s. There's a movie that, if I could remember, I would tell you the name of it right now, but I watched it, and it was terrifying, because at the end of it, the dude that was trying to report about the CIA being involved in the drug trade supposedly committed suicide by shooting himself twice in the back of the head. That story story came out in the news the same day that Bill Clinton was lobbing cruise missiles at an aspirin factory. The cruise missiles being lobbed at an aspirin factory was page one. That story was page 12. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why, you know, I've always talked about the fact that I've always found it really strange that an attorney wasn't smart enough to plead the fifth when talking to Congress. I'm pretty sure Clinton fell on his sword. But that's just my take. Let's end on a tinfoil hat note instead of a sad one. We're just about out of time. Why don't you remind folks where it is that they can hang out with you when you're not on the air hanging out with me? Um, you can hang out with me on Twitter. Been I took a little break there for a few days. I'm kind of in and out, but that's just a lot going on kind of thing. Um, but you can hang out with me at Thelonious Irish on Twitter and you can hang out with me on Facebook. It's Daniel Wright. I'm thinking about taking the, my page back public. I, I kind of went private there for a while, but I think I'm going to go back public. So it'll be easier to find me. I keep changing mine back and forth. Like I'll decide, you know, that the, the one under my real name is going to be the one that I just communicate with friends on. And then I'll start sharing stuff from the church and then I have to take it back to public so people can share it. And then I forget to take it back to friends only. And I'm like, yeah, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I do have a show account from a show that I used to do. <clears throat> I'm thinking about changing that up and making that my public account, but I just haven't taken the time to do that yet. Uh, yeah. Um, you still have a, a, a professional page on Facebook, by the way, in case you've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every I, once in a while, I get a notification that somebody looked at it. <laughs> I mean, I can't say much because I have that whole profile built on under my radio name that I almost never use on Facebook because I'm like connected to most of the people there now under my real name anyways. I'm like, why do I need to go talk to them under my radio name? They already know who I am anyway. So I just, I mean, I promote stuff on like the station page and I've got a couple of show pages here and there. I need to figure out how to just merge all the different pages that I've built over the years and just put them all under the KLRN banner because we'd have like a page with like 8,000 people following us by then if I did that. Because <laughs> I've got one that's got almost 4,000. I've got two or three that have like six, 700. And then I've got a couple that have like three or 400. And I'm like, if I could just get all of these people into the same page, we would have a kick-ass Facebook page for the radio station. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, 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 believe it or not, I'm no social media wizard. If I was, maybe I wouldn't have been suspended from Twitter eight thousand times. You're 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 lowballing that number just a little. 
I'm pretty sure there was at least a couple more zeros. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this particular episode of the Robinson and Wright Show. The commercial-free edition, except for, of course, at the beginning of the end, because you still get the ones from Spreaker. It's honestly kind of like on some of these shows, I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't really care about taking the breaks anymore because we still have the commercials on the front and the back anyway. So I was like, eh, we didn't take a break. I don't really care. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. God bless. Maybe. There we go. That's the right button. I knew it was there somewhere.